Hello, and welcome to the Flip and Shift podcast. My name is Julie Walls. This podcast was based on the Flip and Shift's tagline, flipping your thinking to then shifting your behavior. The Flip and Shift podcast focuses on temperament to then how we evolve in our thinking to which influences our behaviors. We create belief systems throughout life, which affects the outcomes in our lives. Did you know that you can reprogram these belief systems? to produce the outcomes you so desire. No matter what you're dealing with, there will always be a solution for you. So this podcast should give you some hope. Yay! With each episode, we'll be chatting with leading experts in the field that have overcome struggles of their own. They found their way to overcome areas in their lives that needed focus and are now actually helping others to find their way. We all have a story to share. Let's learn from our past to change our future, and most importantly, inspire and help others along the way. If you are wanting to feel empowered, inspired, and are ready to make those changes in your life, you are subscribed to the right podcast. And hey, thank you so much for your support. Now, grab your favorite drink or snack, turn up the volume, kick back, and enjoy this chat. Okay, without further ado, we have Rucha Bot from RuchaBot.com discussing her story as well as how she helps working female professionals get quality sleep. Ah, so, so needed. We will learn a little bit about how she became a sleep coach expert for professional women, learn her backstory. So everybody kind of has a little bit of a struggle story with that and then how she niched into this profession and she'll be sharing some strategies for more and better quality sleep. So without further ado, we have Rucha Bot. Hey, Rucha, how are you? I am fantastic, Julie. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited oh, today. I am so excited for you. I absolutely adore you. I love all your lives. I tune into Rucha's Facebook page. It's phenomenal. And we'll talk about that later on. But Rucha, can you give our followers a little bit of backstory? Where are you from? And just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I am from North Carolina, Cary, North Carolina, near the Raleigh area. I have been here for, you know, pretty much my whole life. I'm a North Carolinian. <laughs> and Carol- is that Tars? What is that? People say, oh, I'm a Tar. Is that Southern? Is that South Carolina? No, no, Tar Heels. That's that's North Carolina. So okay. all right. Are you a Tar? Are you a Tar Heel? I am a Tar Heel. <laughs> oh, very cool. Awesome. We've got, I've got North Carolina friends, so hopefully they'll tune in and say, hey, what's up? <laughs> awesome. So you're from North Carolina. Are you a mom? I am not a mom. Not a mom. Are you, do you have dogs, pets, anything like that? No, I have plants. <laughs> it almost feels like a, a pet or a child. They do. They require so much maintenance. I've actually killed a couple myself as of lately. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> Awesome. Well, okay. I want to learn about you and how you became a sleep coach. Did you struggle with sleep at all? Yes, very much so. It was a huge, huge problem for me. And I mean, it was like I had all kinds of patterns around my sleep, being awake at night for hours, sometimes being awake all night. Yeah. Difficulty falling asleep, just, you know, Mm -hmm. all over the place all over the place. And it was quite painful because when we don't sleep, we don't feel good, especially when it's like a chronic issue, right? It's, it's yeah, months, years. Yes. Like that. 
Yeah. Did you always struggle with sleep or did this happen when you became a working professional? This happened when I became a working professional. Okay. Okay. When I stepped out into the working world, obviously that's a huge transition from being a student, Mm -hmm. right? So now you have a lot of responsibilities. You have the demands of your work. And you just got to figure out, okay, how do I do all this? You know, how do I work and get snow? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It really is. And I feel, and I feel like with job stress in general and, you know, and the demands and everything else, and now the change up with COVID and working from home and the expectation there. So, you know, you're working in your house, right? And some people work from their bedroom, right? So struggle is very real for some folks, especially folks that are tuning in. You guys keep listening because she's going to share some strategies to help you overcome. But first I want to ask you, how did you start to work on these issues? Because, because it was chronic, correct? A chronically. Yeah, it, it was chronic in nature. It wasn't one of those things. Sometimes people sleep is just for like sleep issues is just for like a few weeks or something like that, or a day or two. And then that's it. Mine was chronic. So I found a doctor who really embraced this lifestyle-based approach, you know, like hygiene, you know, sleep hygiene, Mm -hmm. habits, mindset, all of that. Yeah. So then that helped me get off, ultimately helped me get off my sleep medications, right? Oh, you were on sleep medications. Because I know a lot of folks that have to be on sleep medications. Yeah, I was on it. That's a tough journey. Yeah, I was on prescription. I was on sleep supplements. Well, I went from sleep uh, prescription to sleep supplements. And I played around with the over-the-counter stuff that you find at the drugstore. Yeah. All I did it all. All of yeah. it. And then I was like, this is no. Like, I mean, I'm not advocating getting off medicine because there's a place for that. But, you know, to listen to your doctor. But <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. You know? But then when I started implementing the methods and the strategies and putting everything together. I got off all of that. I don't take nothing, not even melatonin. So that's freaking fantastic. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I will just to do a comparative story here. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had chronic illness. I, and probably have dealt with sleep issues my entire life, even as a child. So at one point, just because I was thinking in my head, I'm like, Oh yeah, I, almost got on sleep medications. I came this close. Cause I was like, I'm desperate. Mm-hmm. And I was on, I think I remember being on two 20 milligrams of melatonin. You'd think that would knock me out, right? You'd think it would just cold Turkey. knock. Nope. Wide mm-hmm. awake eyeballs, huge two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, and everybody <laughs> around me is just, you know, storing away. I mean, it became, I had chronic insomnia. So, and you, did you have chronic insomnia or did you just kind of had that weird wake cycle that was going on or both? I think I had both. Yeah. I mean, if if you're up all night and then you sleep during the day, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And then you have to like, so it was so bad. Like I would call out of work. Yeah. I didn't sleep, you know, things like that or going to work at 10 or, you know, it's just luckily you had the flexibility, right? Yeah. Like, you know, know, it just depends on the job, right? Like, the jobs that didn't have flexibility, you go to your work tired, but then there are other jobs they stepped into. They're like, we don't care as long as you see your, you know, your, your patients or whatever. And 
that's fine. But then it was like, you know what? I had enough of that. I just, I got to get it together. I got to, I got to, we got to figure this out. So I had to get my mind, my body and my spirit just healthy. Yeah. And I had to ask you not to go back there, but when you were uh-huh. doing, I feel like for some folks, the idea, they keep seeking something outside themselves, right? So I'm going to take this sleep medication, or I'm going to take melatonin, or I'm going to do CBD at night. Mm-hmm. I see it keeps snowballing. And what you said right there, where you have to kind of go at it with an all-encompassing approach, which is what Rucha does, right? She creates that all-encompassing approach and she educates her clients on overall sleep hygiene and the spiritual component and the mental component. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how you successfully overcame it. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. What I developed was called sleep confidence. It's confidence. It's like, I can trust my body. I love that sleep confidence. I'm going to write that down. That's amazing because really you do, you kind of at nighttime, you start questioning everything. You're like, Oh, am I inadequate to sleep? I mean, I don't know what ruminating belief systems you were dealing with, but I know I was like, I'm alone. I'm by myself. No one cares about me. Right. My husband can't stay up with me to support the fact that I can't sleep. Right. And then I just started feeling this inadequacy around sleep. I don't know if you had that. Oh, absolutely. In fact, you just pinpointed it. It's like, something wrong with me. I'm not worthy of this sleep. What's going on? You know, I'm so alone in the dark. Yeah. Who is here for me? And you know, I'm telling you when it's dark, our mind kind of goes crazy. You know, you're alone in the dark and you're not sleeping. It's it's scary. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. I would walk around pace around the house, kind of wait for somebody to sign that somebody's waking up. I'm like, did I hear that? (laughs) I'm sure I look just beyond like ridiculous, but I, I do want to know how did it impact your next day? Not having the quality sleep. Did you have brain fog? Oh yeah. I had brain fog. I had sadness, the mood part of it, poor concentration. Yeah. I had all of that, you know, just, and you, I mean, and you know, it just literally tears you apart and it filters into all these limiting belief systems of, I, I can't do this work. I'm not going to be capable. I'm not going to be able to be at my kids. And for me, it was like, oh, I can't go to my kids' games. Now I'm a bad parent because I can't sleep very well. Right. And I can't get the quality sleep. So I guess maybe I just won't ever be able to show up. I'm so sorry, Rucha. I hope that wasn't triggering for you. But I, I feel you because I could easily go there in my mind. I'm like thinking of all the times that I would be pacing and frantic in the morning. And this is pretty, I hate to say this, but, and I'm sure you see this with all of your clients, all your patients, pretty freaking common, right? It is very common. Yes. I hear it all the time. Yeah. yeah. And it snowballs into so many other things, depression, anxiety, angst panic disorder. Um, people do not realize how important it is to address this specific issue. And just so you guys know, Rucha is very passionate. She's a, a passionate coach. She's understands what you guys are all dealing with. She understands your struggles. And that is why I stalked her <laughs> because I was like, I got to have her on my podcast, because you're so passionate and you have such a presence on screen and you connect to people and you connected to me. And I have gotten, anytime I tune in under your Sunday calls, your Sunday lives, I get something from it. So you guys, if you're struggling, please, please reach out to Rucha. Okay. So you don't have to stay stuck in that 
mindset, right? Or stay stuck with dealing with insomnia or whatever you're dealing with in regards to sleep. No, okay. absolutely not. You you don't. You don't. And I wish back then before I, you know, I came across the doctor that there was a coach around this. There just wasn't that there, you know? Sleep is so it's such a big issue. I, I mean, I'm telling you, I've talked to different groups of people. I mean, I did workshops with moms that were at home, entrepreneurs, I've done health fairs, talking to people about sleep. And like you said, Julie, it's such a common thing. Like, yeah, I can't tell you how many friends of mine, and I'm not going to speak on their behalf, but, and even working professionals, which you kind of, you're curtailed to that, right? That's your specialty is you understand the professional working women and all the societal pressures and the cultural pressures. And then on top of that, you've got the organizational pressures and then all of those belief systems ingrained that's happening in, in your brain. You understand those people because you walked that walk, right? Yes. It's a very, I know that journey. I know the journey from A to B, you know, hundred percent. So you guys are not alone. I know it. I know it. Yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you now, when you started to discover all these things, how did you go about addressing each of those areas? And on, and this is a loaded question. So how did you address each of those areas? And then what were the outcomes from that? Like, what did you see the transitional changes happening for yourself once you started getting better sleep? Oh, well, <laughs> loaded question. That's what I like to do. I like to throw loaded questions. <laughs> you know, I am a big believer of not trying to do a hundred things at once. You right. know what I mean? You know, when I talk about sleep hygiene, that's what we're focusing on in that moment. We're going to just address this. Then the next session or the next session after that, we're going to look at this. So it's really one at step at a time. Otherwise it gets overwhelming. Okay. Yeah. So that is kind of what I did. I was like, okay, let me look at nutrition. Let me look at fitness. Let me look at, you know, then I'm looking at my mind and my beliefs. Yeah. You know, there's a belief out there that we have to have eight hours of sleep. And that's simply not true. In fact, oh, thank um, you. Yes. Saying that. Yeah. That's simply not true. In fact, when they do the EEG studies, it has shown that it's not eight hours, it's something else. It's six and a half hours, it's seven, it's like that, six. So there is a myth that you have to have eight when really very few people are actually getting eight. They may perceive they're getting eight hours. So all these different kind of beliefs or the belief like, oh my God, last week I didn't sleep good. So that means that I'm worried and now I'm gonna not sleep good this week. So you have to like debunk all of these things. And there's so many of them. We're not always aware of them. So that's the other. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad you said that. Let me rewind a bit for mm -hmm. those people that are, they're just tuning in. She just said, you don't have to have eight hours. I was frantic about that. <laughs> I literally would be become obsessed that, oh, I would literally log in on Thursday night. I fell asleep at 2 a.m. and I only got till about six. I only got four and then I would freak out. But really, I didn't feel that terrible, even though it was four hours of sleep. But my mind went there of like, yeah. oh, I didn't get the average number of sleep. And I was like, that is such a standard, like you said, myth. And I'm so glad you made that comment about that. <laughs> In fact, a lot of people, even the people who perceive they're getting eight hours are not getting eight hours. They're getting like seven, six and a half. Yeah. So it's nobody really, it's hard unless you're doing the EEGs. You don't really know how many hours you're really getting because you're not, you know, and the, and the best thing to do is not to even track sleep. See, that's another thing. Yeah. Tracking sleep is not going to get you more sleep. It's just putting pressure. Yeah. Won't track it. 
don't drink. <laughs> I did. And guess what? You know what really was crazy for me, Rucha, is that I started reading. I got into the whole mindset work and I started reading about how I, I know this. So please, again, disclaimer, guys, we're, we're just sharing information and talking. Yeah. So I read a little bit about Einstein. I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to audiobooks. And at nighttime, actually, that's, I would literally listen to audiobooks all throughout the night because I was just like, how do I wear my brain out? So I would listen to audiobooks. And one of the books I was listening to was about Einstein. And he was a freaking genius, right? And he only slept in increments of 20 minutes to two hours. And he was fully functioning, okay? And he lived a relatively decent long life. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like I had to debunk that myth and truly that's what that, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. You know, and there is a study out there because I'm not just randomly saying this. Mm -hmm. There is a study that has shown like, I think it's in biology, something biology today or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Biology. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. And they showed across multiple cultures now. Okay. So not just one culture, but multiple that people were getting anywhere from 5.7 hours to 7.1 on average. Yeah. So we need to throw this eight hours thing out. Now, the caveat to that is if you had poor sleep the night before, maybe you are getting eight hours the next day, but that's catch up sleep. On average, you're not really getting that. The main thing is not about hours of sleep. It's about quality of sleep, right? Yeah. Okay. Can you talk about that a bit? Like, what does that mean? Cause some people are like, how do I know if I'm getting quality sleep? And I know you've done those. You've talked about that on your previous lives mm-hmm. in your group. So mm-hmm. I, can you expound on that? Well, this is how, you know, you get quality sleep that you're getting quality sleep. You feel a, you feel rested. And the second thing is you're not having so many vivid dreams. Okay. Combination of that. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens sometimes is that we linger around in the lighter stages of sleep and not really accessing the deeper stages of sleep. So then you feel tired. Yeah. You can even be doing that at seven hours if you're staying at the lighter stages and not really passing through with the right amount in each stage, like the deeper sleep, deeper sleep. Okay. So if somebody's having more vivid dreams, they're not necessarily in the deepest part of restorative sleep, right? Yeah. Like if they're remembering like their dreams and there are a lot of vivid dreams, not so much just dreams, but vivid dreams. And this is the thing it's combined with, I just don't feel rested. Okay. You know? I was sleeping for seven hours or six or whatever, but I just don't feel rested. I feel you know, tired. This is just says that you're at the lighter stages of sleep, which we know is caused by hyper arousal, the brain not turning off. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying. So for me, because I dealt with that as well, and I off and on still do depending upon what I'm dealing with as far as stress. Okay. Or if Mm -hmm. I'm not appropriately compartmentalizing my emotions or if something's triggering me and I'm not directly dealing with it. So with the hyperarousal, some people are stuck in that. I deal with a lot of conditioned, chronic hyperarousal state clients. So as far as sleep goes, what is your coaching approach to that? Okay. So hyperarousal, we can't turn our brain off Mm -hmm. and our brain is not turning off because fundamentally it doesn't feel heard. I mean, if I simplify it, right? So it's going to keep pushing those thoughts, right? Because it wants you to listen to it. 
So we got to listen to it, right? So my strategy, which I've actually talked about in my life, is write it. Write it down. Yes. I love that. (laughs) I love it. I love that. Are you talking about journaling, right? Doing writing. Yep. Yep. Journaling, brain dump. It doesn't even have to be journaling. Just brain dump. Just get it contained. Just put it down. This isn't be, you don't be journal for two hours. I mean, you know what I mean? You don't have to do that long. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I'm so passionate about this, really. I just, because, yeah, because this was my problem. I couldn't get my brain to turn off for nothing. So I'd be up all night. But the other thing I wanted to say around this is I don't let that stuff build up. As I'm going through my day, I actually have dialogue with myself in my mind. Like, okay, you're worried about this. You're stressed out about this. You got these things to do on your list. I have a conversation with that part. Yeah. So it feels hard, right? So then when you go to bed, you can just go to sleep because your brain doesn't need to tell you anything. You've already talked to it. Right. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's so it's not it's not so simple because guess what? I sat in my own poo at night listening to audiobooks, pacing around the house, and I never thought to do the brain dump. All right. And then weirdly enough, I was like, all right, I have so much crap going on. How I feel about not being able to go to sleep, feeling abandoned at night, feeling lost. And then I was like, well, where the hell is this coming from? Excuse my language. Where the hell is this coming from? So I started writing, basically taking a poo on paper. (laughs) And I started noticing reoccurrent themes, limiting belief themes happening strong emotions about how my relationship with sleep is. Yeah. You see that a lot with your clients. Are you seeing reoccurrent themes or belief systems that are kind of wrapped around that relationship with sleep? Yeah, that is the thing, right? It's it's our relationship with sleep. You know, I got to somehow make this sleep happen. You know, that's another belief. Like how do, what, okay, what's the next thing? You know, maybe I need to go, go get another medicine, or maybe I need to go try this sleepy time tea or, you know, all these things. Yeah. And really the core belief, again, I come back to is true surrender. When a person can be okay with being awake to the degree that they can be sleeping, that's when the sleep starts happening. Right. Consistently. Right. Yeah. You know, or, you know, this belief, like, you know what, I haven't slept for the past 25 years or 15 years. So that means it's going to perpetuate. That's not true. That's simply not true. Oh, wow. That's good because I do know of some folks that have had sleep disorder for about, you know, 30, 40 years. And they're just like, yeah, I give up. I'm just going to deal. I'm just going to be dealing with this for the rest of my life. I will never be able to get off these sleep medications. I will never not be able to take CBD at night. I will never not be able to take 20 milligrams of melatonin, right? Have my whole forceful sleep regimen. And I'm like, you're just limiting yourself. And what do you say to those folks that are in that state of mind? You got to work on the belief system. You got to work on your relationship to sleep. You got to start shifting it. And you know what? I want to say this. This isn't anything like, you know, magical, like you're going to do this in the two days. It's not, it's a practice. It's a little bit, you got to work with it. And you know, the process is not linear. It's three steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, you know, like that five steps forward, you know? So the beliefs is a big thing. Once you start shifting that things will start moving. Yes. 
A hundred percent. Yes. So I got a question for you. You started getting into the coaching work. You became a sleep coach, right? How do you go about like, first and foremost, going through all this struggle, right? You then started the coaching work or did you just like wake up and go, okay, I got it all figured out. I'm going to start becoming a coach or how did that work? How did you transition into it? Yeah. So this has been my journey. It's been, I feel like it's just been fascinating, right? Yeah. (laughs) I was so inspired by my own transformation to the point that at one point I didn't feel like this was going to be even possible for me. So I understand that feeling if people say, well, there's just no way. Yeah. Then I had my transformation with some, you know, did the work. And then I said, you know, I want to be a health coach. Yes. So I got certified one of the top universities here in the country with health coaching. So I went through that journey of becoming a health coach. So I did coach around nutrition and stress and sleep and all that. But then after that, I was like, huh, I just, I really just want to coach around sleep. Awesome. And then then I got trained. Well, I did my own studying and my own, you know, readings. And then I got trained as a sleep coach. I went through certification with that. Oh, fantastic. That's freaking awesome. I didn't even realize there was a coaching program for that. Yeah, there is. I found it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. So, okay. So you're a certified sleep coach. Now here's Mm -hmm. my question for you. As you are offering all these services, what, as far as a sleep coach goes, how would somebody go about working with you? Well, they would reach out to me. And of course it's in a one-to-one container. So that's what I want to do right now. And then we would work for, you know, eight weeks, eight sessions. Okay. And we would address these different areas that we have touched upon today, you know, in this podcast, right? So mindset, hygiene, the environment, what are good nutritional habits? We just kind of put everything together. Yeah. Put it everything together. And, you know, the sleep is going to improve, right? Yeah. But it's work, right? It's work. And you're not going to do all the work for them. You're going to guide them, right? Yeah. It's, it's really about coaching and kind of saying, you know, one step at a time and working with the beliefs. Cause that's the thing that's going to come up. It's going to yeah. come up. It always let's does let's ask you real quick. As far as a professional woman goes, what are you seeing as pretty common top, let's say top three that you see as common themes for professional working women? Yeah. yeah. Number one, I don't have time for sleep. Okay. Yeah. I don't have enough time to get good sleep. Okay. I see that. Like, where is that? You know, how do I fit in sleep and everything else that I need to do? Yeah. How do I turn off my brain? Yeah. Yes. Brain. Right. That's another one. There's so much to do. And then the brain keeps going. Right. Yeah. And the third thing is, okay, well, what are, you know, what are the habits that I need to have? Like, what is that? What, What do I need to start doing? You know, I think that's the question, you know, like, so I can not wake up so many times in the night and I can fall asleep faster, you know, all those things. Yeah. I got a question for you because I've seen this myself. And Mm -hmm. I even struggled with this and have off and on struggled with this. And I've seen this at, and I watched the Today Show today, which is so crazy. We talked about that, but they had a whole sleep conversation. I was like, you should have Rooch on Today's Show. But anyway, they were talking about the 3 a.m. wake up call. Mm -hmm. Do you see that a lot? And what is the, and I I think there, I personally, there's a lot of myths around the 3 a.m. wake up call. Everybody wants to say it's a liver dump. Everybody wants to say it's your body's flushing or, you know, it's this, biochemical. It could be correct. I want to hear it from the boss, the expert 
What's your thoughts on that? Okay, so I want to say this because this isn't very commonly known, is that waking up is normal. It's biologically normal to okay. wake up. In fact, we have micro awakenings, lots of them that our brains don't even register at night. However, even if you do wake up at 3 a.m., that's okay, you know, as long as like you're getting back to sleep in a reasonable amount of time. So I just want to say that the actual waking up at 3 is normal. Now, if you are waking up at 3 a.m., and you are just wide awake for some time, get out of the bed. Do not stay in the bed because we want to associate bed with sleep, right? We want to make that strong association. So go to another room, sit up in a chair. If you have a chair in your bedroom and you know what, go distract your brain, go do something fun and calming. Yeah. Don't work though. Don't do any work. That's not good. But at three. And what you will find is that your brain starts learning that wakefulness is absolutely not a threat. And it's totally fine. I'm safe in my house, my bedroom, whatever. And this is not a big deal. And your brain learns that. And when you learn that, you fall asleep. Yes. Like that just gave me chills because that is when you just said that you're safe, that you're okay. And that there's nothing, I don't want to say like nothing wrong with you. Right. But yeah. we go there in that fearful thinking in our mind when we wake up at 3 a.m. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't know. I just, I just love your plan, your, your thought process around it. And those amazing words of encouragement for folks that are literally struggling for the 3am wake up call. My body's not working right. My liver doesn't work right. I don't dump. My lymphatics is not working right. I'm up at three uh, and they go into that panic cycle. And I'm so glad that you just said that because that's really important. Yeah. You know, and I want to say this. So everybody knows that your brain is oriented towards safety. It always wants to keep you safe. So this is why I'm saying that waking up is biologically normal because your brain is checking out whether you're conscious of it or not. It's not a conscious thing all the time. It is just checking out, you know, like, okay, I'm safe. You know, things are good. Okay. Now I can go back to sleep. It's the same thing. It's, and so when you do something fun and enjoyable, and it's not a big deal, you're teaching your brain. I'm safe. Everything's good. I love that. Now, my other question for you is, is so when you're talking to folks, clients about the mind component, You were also able to, when you say the all-encompassing package around in these sleep containers, right? Like that whole approach. So she's got the restorative sleep program, which is a one-on-one sleep program. You do the coaching, right? So that's one-on-one, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So she's also able to not only address the mental component around this, but you also address the other components of sleep hygiene. So we're talking about nutritional care. So we can't go to bed eating a bunch of ho-hos, right? And sugar induced or caffeine and expect to get some crazy, awesome sleep. She's also going to help you with that guys. Right. And then she also talked a little bit about movement. People forget that they can't be stagnant, stuck, complacency, not move their bodies. And she's also going to help you with that, correct? I just want to make sure that I'm... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, nutritional habits, like if you're drinking caffeinated beverages at 8 p.m., you know, of course you're going to be awake. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Or your diet is so imbalanced, it's so many carbs and not enough protein you know, you're at risk for blood sugar spikes that can wake you up. I mean, let me tell you, I've been through all this. I used to wake up just hungry, 
But yep. then if I look back and I'm like, yeah, I ate the wrong thing. You know what I mean? And I rate think that it wasn't balanced, right? A balanced. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's really important because, you know, I've been labeled with everything. I've had insulin problems and I would have the same thing. I'd wake up and I'd be starving to death or I'd be whatever I was dealing with. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what did I, I had to start taking a look backwards at what I was feeding myself. Mm-hmm. Number one, feeding my mind before I went to bed, environment, which she talks about, and then also feeding my soul. And then also before I went to bed, how I was nourishing my body to be able to have a nice restorative sleep cycle. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. And your plan of attack with clients is all encompassing. And I just want to make that very clear for folks that are tuning in. It's very holistic. It's, it's absolutely holistic. Yep. And this is hope you guys, for those folks that have been struggling for 40, whatever long years, plus you can combat this. You can be that overcoming story after dealing with it for so long. You have to have an all encompassing approach and it's not an overnight fix folks. So that's why if you work with Rucha, keep that in mind, right? Because sometimes we give up before we can see our end game, right? No, no. I mean, you got to stay the course. You're going to hit some speed bumps, but that's normal. It's normal. It's not going to be linear. It's going to be, you know, like this, but that's all part of the journey. You will get there if you stay on course. I promise you, you will get there. Okay. There's two questions I have left for you. So you discuss your coaching solutions, which you have restorative sleep program with the Mm -hmm. one-on-one sleep coaching, right? Yes. You also have, okay, I'm going to throw that out there. You also have two additional things. You have a Facebook group, people. I'm in her Facebook group, which is, it's a public group. It's Mm -hmm. called Sleep Secrets for Business Women. And then finish the last part of it. Yeah. For more energy, better mood and better health. So So look her up on Facebook and you'll see it. It's under Rucha Bot, B-H-A-T-T. And you can find her Facebook page and she gives free informationals on Sundays, which are mind blowing. I've learned so much. She's given some amazing tips and strategies to set yourself up for your week for sleep, right? So (laughs) you guys, please join her Facebook page, but then also, can you talk about the better sleep retreat? Oh yes. I am so excited. Oh my gosh. For you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I liked, okay. It's March 22nd through March 26th. Okay. You are going to get a taste of all the different areas that promote sleep, like your bedroom environment, nutritional habits, hygiene, you know, mindset, how to turn your brain off. I'm going to be touching on all that. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. I would love to have you. Oh, that's wonderful. And wait a minute. Do you get any coaching sessions with that? Or is that, how is that going to be carried out? Like, is that all online? How does that work? Yeah. So that's all in my group. So okay. I'm just going to go, I'm going to be going live every day for some time. And then, you know, there's going to be little tasks for everyone to do. And then you'll write in your thing in your comment section and like oh, that. Oh, awesome. Oh, so that's like easy accessibility. I love that. So it's yeah. through the group, you guys. So please, please join her Facebook group. Again, I'm going to repeat it one more time. Just make sure I, everybody's listening. Mm-hmm. If you want to join Rucha's group, it's Sleep Secrets for Business Women. All you have to do is just program that in into the search bar on Facebook mm-hmm. and then be on the lookout for her upcoming The Better Sleep Retreat. So it's a, a virtual retreat in her Facebook group. So mm-hmm. please, please join it. March 22nd through the 26th. So that's coming up. That's only a few more weeks ahead. All right. So you don't have to suffer forever. Get with Rucha. <laughs> 
Okay. So I just want to ask you one last question. So just think in your mind, Rucha, about the person, the 40 plus year old woman or the 20 year old or the 30 year old that is struggling, that's working her butt off, right? And she's struggling with restorative sleep. And right now she's watching this. And what kind of words of encouragement can you give to those folks? Yeah, I just want to let you know that if your goal is to get good sleep, you can. And if you really develop a belief that this is possible, you can get that sleep. You can. Yeah. And just keep going. Just keep going. Stand in your faith. Yeah. A hundred. Awesome. I love that. There is hope. (laughs) All right, Richa, I'm going to see if there's any live questions. I just want to go through them real quick. Okay. So Joshua Morgan's on, Joshua Morgan's been on, on the live And he said, oh my gosh, I know this feeling. I don't know what the feeling is, but so glad I tuned in. Okay. If 3am is normal, I don't want to be normal. (laughs) I love that. So I'm just looking at some of the questions popping up. Karen Wilson. Hey, Karen. She just gave a shout out. We have Tressa Vreeland on. We have some folks tuning in, but so far it's a lot of just comments. If you have questions, you guys go ahead and plug them in to the feed. Otherwise, you guys reach out to Rucha because she's available to answer any questions. Even if you catch this replay later on and you were like, oh, I've got a question for her, plug it into the feed and or go to her page and message her. All right. She's got a lot of coaching solutions and offerings for you. She's got a fantastic Facebook page. You can even connect with her through her website, which is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash Rucha, R-U-C-H-A bot, B-H-A-T-T dot com. So you guys definitely connect with her and I am just so honored and blessed to have you on here. I'm so thankful. I think you are just a breath of fresh air. You're going to give so many people hope and inspiration and empowerment to be able to overcome this specific issue. And I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you, Julie. It was such a pleasure. It was such a great conversation and I loved it. I loved yeah, it. I did too. I really, I mean, I, I took away some things and I'm so glad that, you know, every time I interview, I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> I love your conversation about confidence sleep. I think it's so important to have confidence in your relationship with sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so All right. Well, thank you so much for for tuning in, everybody. And you guys, like I said, please message her, reach out to Rucha if you are struggling with sleep, restorative sleep issues. And I want to say thank you so much to Rucha for being on here today. I appreciate it. Thank you. And you're welcome. (laughs) You have a fantastic day. Wow. What a great episode and a special thank you to our expert today. I hope today's episode inspired you empowered you and gave you some hope today. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. Cheers, my friend. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review, or even share this podcast to someone who needs hope and inspiration. You can connect with me at www.flipinshift.com. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and even Clubhouse at Flip and Shift. Please join me next time for another expert chat or survivor talk.